0: Welcome back to another episode of our Studios ESL podcast. And in today's episode, we are doing the follow-up from, of course, the first workplace scenario that I talked to you guys about—being first day on the job. Now, again, before I start, I must express my gratitude. My podcast is up to sixteen. 16- 1000 plays a month. I couldn't be more grateful for all of you out there. I am just amazed what's happening. Japan is getting ready to pass Brazil on the number two all time list, which is absolutely spectacular. So I don't know what's going on, but there are just so many people from Tunisia, Morocco, you name it, man. It's exploding by the dozen. So I'm grateful for every last one of you out there who support my beautiful podcast. I couldn't have accomplished so much without all of you. So with that being said, Gratitude Express, let's get into good old details. See, when you get people started, you have to follow a formula. See, studies show that employees who make a good start in a new job or are more likely to stay with the company for a long time. Okay. Now, it's interesting. It's, it, it, you know what? It, uh, before I continue with that, the job I've been working for almost three years coming up in, I believe, May or June. And it doesn't even feel like three years. One, because the first time I started working there, I had one of the most amazing classes ever this beats out any other job I've had in the last 10 years. Even when I shift focus to another language center, same language center under the same umbrella, but a different location. My classes were fantastic. Okay. There have been a couple of bumps and bruises. All right. You guys are going to hear a podcast at the end of the year, me going crazy on one of my private students, but you guys are going to hear other podcasts. Me teaching some international school students who are completely open-minded beyond belief, but that's not the point. The point is that if you start off strong, you will stay for long. (laughs) I should be a a, a poetic, uh, I don't know what you call those folks. Let's get back into this. The first day in a new job affects the rest of the employee's time at the workplace. So here are the four tips for getting people started in the best possible way. So for all you bosses out there that might come across this podcast in the next X amount of days, weeks, months and years, here are four simple steps that you can get people feeling good on the first day. Now, step number one, you got to see the boss, okay? When I was interviewed, I was interviewed by the actual main guy of the company. A job I stayed at for three years back in the outskirts of Thailand, I was interviewed by one of the head teachers. And in that first interview, he told me, just to let you know, there is a little bit of racism here. Can you imagine going to a job, first day on the job, and it's like, oh, my God, well, here we go. Everything's stacked against me, all again, all for one. Remember, this is six years ago. Times have changed in Thailand, but giving you a nice little insight. One guy's like, hey, okay, you know what? All right, so I'm going to send you schedules over here, man. A pleasure meeting you. Greatest guy in the world. He's very down to earth, very, very down to earth, very understanding. He's just very money-driven and money-centered nothing else. It's all about the money. So as the manager, it's important that you greet a new worker. All right. And again, when they arrive for the first time, especially, so listening to what, of course, Hannah had gone through before in the previous podcast, that was horrendous, right? You, new manager, you should be there waiting at the entrance for your new employee period show them to their desk and have a short meeting to explain the first steps and schedule for the day. It's like Warren Buffett. He's like, you know what? I will invest in a country if I see the CEO there every day. Jeff Bezos is never at work every day. You see what I mean? So again, knowing that the CEO has his hands in everything is very, very important. Although yes, I've worked for a language center where the CEO was always there. I've worked for two and, you know, they're just an arm distance away from each other. But two had the same limited beliefs about, you know what, and I won't get into it again at this podcast, in this podcast. So, again, if a manager's there, but he doesn't introduce himself, and he says, oh, well, no, I don't want him to teach TOEIC, although, of course, I teach TOEIC worldwide, and I get paid worldwide, uh, and again, this is four years ago, he's like, oh, you know, uh, no, I don't want him to teach TOEIC because you know how our students, are racist towards black people. He said that. He said that. I promise you, he said that. So if you have a manager that doesn't have your back right off the back, man, I quit that job in like less than a month. Hell, if he had told me that before, I would have been like, man, I'm out of here. But guess what was born out of that? A four year relationship with the beautiful soul who is a, a massive doctor. As a matter of, t- matter of fact, she went to the University of Sydney, and uh, mastered in epidemiology and I'm still connected with her today. She's a gorgeous human being. Her name is May, big shout out to May. But nonetheless, if you're the boss, you gotta be there first day. If you're not, and you're just, you just show up with the head teacher, I know what you're about already. See, the manager and the head teacher at the last full-time job I had for three years from 2014 to 2017, they both should have been there in that meeting. But you know what, that Thai lady, who apparently was the practice manager of that specific language center, I didn't talk to her face to face for more than six months. She was disgusted to look at me. Why? Because there were now two black teachers at her language center. Just telling you from perspective, the limited beliefs and the monolithic perception, meaning the fossil aged perception of what people have is in existence. But please do not place your limited beliefs on me. I know what I'm fully capable of. So I want you guys to keep that with you. Now, let's get into the practical stuff. It is not a good sign if people arrive on their first day and things are not ready. Last job, three years, 2014 to 2017. I was throwing a book. I went into one of the most difficult classes I've ever had. These people were like, ugh, ugh. he doesn't know how to, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good towards the end. But right when I walked in, it was just limited beliefs stacked against me. On the other hand, you know, when I just recently, I just started teaching an international school student from Brighton College out here in Thailand. So I arrive at this ultra luxurious house and I walk in, the maid comes, she's like, okay. And she went into a separate house, kid came out wearing a tie. Hey, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, okay, am I looking for the seven-year-old boy or a seventh-grade student? Sure enough, it was the seventh-grade student. He was playing pool. We went into the separate house. That was the most amazing impression ever. Fantastic. I've never, and it's crazy, being in that environment, I, I am very, very privileged and grateful to be able to teach a student from an international school hearing him. And I'm like, where are are your friends from? Oh, they're from Spain, they're from Germany, they're from England, they're from China. I'm like, see, that's it right there. So now he's teaching me. He doesn't know that he's teaching me, but I'm diving very deep into his perception. And it's just amazing. So when I showed up, they opened the gate on time. I left on time, no problem. You guys see what I'm saying? So again, Very, very important. Now, going back into the practical stuff, you got to make sure – you got to prepare teachers. You got to prepare people. You got to prepare people for whatever they need for the job, PC, office supplies, passwords, phone, uh, access cards, whatever they need. Hannah wasn't prepared at all when she first came in, and that's not a good sign. Now, a helping hand. To have someone like Henry, who was sitting at his desk with his headphones on, just saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. That's not very helpful at all. That's like me going into a Thai supermarket and me asking a simple question. They always say, mine, my, my, me, me, out, met I. And that's basically no, no, cannot, and no. I'm like, guys, I don't have any options left. The only option I have left is to say some really bad words, <laughs> let's keep it going. All new employees need to be told about their task and how to do them. Some companies have schemes where experienced co-workers act as buddies. A buddy, now for all you managers out there, listen to me closely. A buddy is an experienced member or staff who helps a new starter during the first day of work. This could be pertained to school too, people. This, could be, this can pertain to school too, all right? So if a new kid comes to class and there's a class of 20 people, he's going to be very nervous. He's going to be shy. So that buddy unwittingly, voluntarily, okay, just goes up to him and say, hey, my name's Sarah. Hey, don't worry. Come with me. You see what I mean? This could be in the workplace. This could be at school. This could be in any environment. It's always about just diving in. So again, if you're a manager, make sure you choose someone you trust to act as a buddy for the new coworker, okay? If you're in a classroom, if you're in this environment, whatever environment it is, when someone comes in for the first time, you gotta just dot. you gotta say, hey, you know what? Um, hey, Arsenio, you're actually really good. You dive in as a buddy. Now me, hey, listen, there are not but teachers at my language center, right? There's a teacher who has been working there on mornings, I believe on Sunday, over the past couple of weeks, but guess what? He's of a demographic, and again, me being out here for seven and a half years and having, hearing some anti-Semitic like comments from some of these teachers, no, thank you. But again, they don't ask me, "Hey, Arsenio, can you be a buddy?" Absolutely not. Okay, they come in, teacher does his job, he goes home. That's it. Now, if I go to a school and it's a very big school and it's an international school, of course, there are going to be a number of people who show me around. Point in order. Real quick, before I get back into this and get into the audio, when I went to NIST, N-I-S-T International School here in Bangkok, I was invited by the main guy at the school because I posted a comment on a TEDx video in regards to a girl named Praya Lundberg, who is an actress and she runs like uh, like, uh, the UNICEF. She does some humanitarian work, right? She graduated from NIST, so she did a TEDx at NIST. And then she was talking about, oh, you're at this and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, right. You guys don't even have black students. I had a very limited mindset three years ago. He commented. He invited me. I went to the school. He showed me around everywhere. That was one of the greatest single-handed experiences I've ever had in my life. To be in a classroom with 10 students and all of them had 10 different passports was the greatest thing I've ever seen because there was it was a classroom without borders, without colors, without religion, without everything. They were all together. It was a beautiful thing. So again, he took me everywhere. He took me to the cafeteria. He took me here. He took me there. I met some three-time figure skating champions at the age of nine and 10 years old. I met the CEO, uh, the CEO's son of Citigroup. I met all these individuals. Right? And then at the very end, he walked me out and that was the end. And that was the last time I had spoken to him. It was a beautiful experience and I'm so grateful for it. So again, that's what you should do on the first day. You take them around, you introduce them to specific individuals. That's the way to do it. That was an international school. At government schools, they wouldn't do such a thing. As a matter of fact, some of the teachers would just go up to you without even asking for your name. And they would say, how much do you make? And if you slip up and tell them how much you make, they will throw the biggest fit in the world. Because they're like, how does he make more money than me? And I've been working here for 20 years. See what I mean? So, again, just giving you a variety of different uh, stories. And the number, rule number four, feedback. Be there at the end of the first workday to ask how things went. Again, at the end of the first week. Okay, ask about, you know, the new starters, ideas, feedback, et cetera, et cetera. So when I finished my first class, Upham, six years ago from 2014 to 2017, he came to me and he said, how was the class? I said, oh my God, this. You know, if I went on to a special project at SCG, how was it? Oh, it was this. It was always like, hey, how was it? How was it? How was it? Asking for feedback. Hey, what, what would you do? Would you do this? Would you do that? That was critical. That was all part of the whole concept of being introduced to an entire different workspace. So with that being said, now, if you guys want some of these extra things in terms of what kind of things do you think a buddy does on the first day and, you know, help them with you starters, I got some phrases, okay, common phrases that you would use for you non-native English speakers that you can obviously use for if you are acting as a buddy for someone on their first day of work or you know, just being a buddy in general. So again, that's on my Business English Podcast badge, okay? So you guys could go on there, check that out. With that being said, now we're going to listen to the formal. And I mean the formal introduction of the last follow-up video that we had done before, okay? Now, remember, you guys heard about this, Paula. Uh, I'm sorry, not Paula, Hannah. Her first day it wasn't really there wasn't really a good impression at the very beginning, but all these phrases as a matter of fact, that's on that template it's gonna be coming onto here now, if you sign up on the business English podcast with one of your friends um uh yeah, we could actually do um uh, you know a coaching hour whereas you will you know have a cue card, and the other person will have a cue card, and you guys will take turns doing you know introductions and then we'll evaluate your performance at the very end so remember the business english podcast has a lot of really cool perks so you make sure you tune in and with that being said guys let's play this audio
1: hannah i I am so sorry we had an urgent meeting with a customer and and there was no time to tell you um no problem well it's good to see you again welcome to mail ready solutions (laughs) thank you Uh, Can I introduce Jackie Skelly? She's the sales manager. I'll be looking after you today, Hannah. Sorry about this morning. It's fine, really. OK, then. Well, Jackie will show you around, and then the three of us will have a meeting after lunch. Sounds good. Come with me. I'll show you to your desk. This is Henry. Henry? Henry? Sorry. Henry is our web manager and the IT expert. So ask him if you need any help with your PC. Yes, we met. Hi. Hello again. Henry, is Hannah's PC ready?
0: Yes, but I told her you had the login details.
1: That's fine. All you need to do is enter your username here Mm -hmm. and then your password. You can use these for now. That's right. You can set your own username and password later. Sure. Now, Bob and I will explain your tasks in more detail this afternoon. Oh, that's good. To be honest, I'm not sure about all the things I have to do. Don't worry. It can be difficult at first, but I can show you the ropes and if you have any questions, you can always ask me. Thanks. Now, let me show you around. (laughs) Quite straightforward. The kitchen is over there Mm -hmm. and the toilets are just outside, near the lift. OK, thanks. Is there a canteen? No, not in the building. I usually go to the cafe next door. Oh yes, I went there before my interview. It's nice. Well, let's go there for lunch. Sure. Now, everyone needs an access card to get into the office. It means you can come in on weekends, even when there's no one on reception. Hmm. Let's go down there now and get yours. Okay, Follow me.
0: And there it is, people. So if we actually could sum this up, the first impression, the initial impression was like sitting down and me being the person I am would have said, man, do I really want this job or should I just walk out? Because Again, that impression would scare the living daylights out of me, but could we all agree that they actually made up for it? The guy, and of course, Jackie, walked in, they hurry up and set things. He said, okay, let's go there for lunch and you know have a meeting, da-da-da-da-da, or I think it was a meeting, not for lunch. And then Jackie, again, met, <laughs> You know, her and Henry obviously met again, got the details, logged her in, showed her a couple of things, place over here, place over there, da-da-da-da-da, See, that's all very, very, very good. So this is very important, people. You know, the last time I worked out of school was, I still remember, I think it was November 1st, 2nd, or 3rd of 2014. And I remember when I first got there, there was a Chinese teacher who acted as a buddy. So he was the one that showed me the canteen. He showed me the computer room. He showed me the library. He showed me where I'll be, uh, you know, staying, you know. Oh, my God, I was staying in some kind of weird teacher's room. Um, Luckily, I didn't stay there for long, and I went up to the fifth floor where the English department was. But, again, I never really went in there because, again, I would go home, like, immediately after, you know, a specific time. So, again, there was a buddy, but... Did it end up working out in the end? Not necessarily. Even when I needed things copied and materials, they were just not very helpful whatsoever. So that further, that that digs into my emotional bank account, meaning the deposits. I mean, not the deposits, but withdrawals. So what happens when you become overdrawn, that's when you have a tendency of blowing up and losing your cool. So, I mean, this had, I probably was overdrawn by the beginning of December or maybe the beginning of January, but I stayed there to the very beginning of February. That's too long being overdrawn emotionally. Emotionally to the point where I would get angry so, so quick, and I would leave and go home without a voice because I was consistently and always screaming at my kids. I knew that this was very unhealthy for me. I knew that this was very unhealthy for my psyche. And of course, I didn't want to give off the impression that I was a very angry 26-year-old teacher. You know, so I made changes. I quit the job and it was the best decision I ever made in my life. Went into the tutorial system full-time beginning February of 2015. And I haven't been happier since. Oh, I couldn't be happier since. There we go. I haven't been happier. That means I'm actually unhappy. (laughs) So anyways, do you guys get what I'm saying? So these buddies and the impressions are everything. If you don't give a first impression, like a, a good one at least, guess what? That's going to affect the workplace in general. So to sum up this podcast, one of those language centers, I told you about the Japanese students that really hated me because the color of my skin four years ago, here in Thailand, really, um, I would go into the teacher's room and there would be a, a lady there. And I would try saying hello to her, but she looked so angry. The negative vibe and aura that was around her was substantial. And I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna say anything. Because her and teachers like her are often jealous of the foreigners because they get paid more, although she feels that she should get paid more too. And so again, there's just a tug of war in that type of battle, which we're gonna be explaining in seasons to come. But When I ask everyone, and you could tell, and this is something that I'm going to introduce right now. If you go into a workplace and you ask everybody that, hey, how long have you been here? Two months. How long have you been here? Four months. How long have you been here? Three months. How long have you been here? Two weeks. This shows that the workplace has a high turnover ratio. And when this happens, this obviously from the top all the way to the bottom, it is not a good place to work. Thus why I survived there only for a year on a part-time basis. And they ultimately ended up just shut, uh, shutting their doors and closing down before the dawn of COVID. So what I'm trying to tell you is, if you walk into a place in this high turnover, if you walk in and you go to the front office uh, desk and you're like, hey, I'm here for an interview and they don't say anything or they're very uh, you know, standoffish, that's not good. You know, I remember, the, and the last time, I did a part-time gig, and the last time I could remember, uh, there have been a number of times, believe me. I remember my first day working at a place called Ramintab, which is in the very posh area of Bangkok. It was so unsettling, knowing that that practice manager who was working there, her name was Owl. She would literally peek into my classroom and stand there, knowing that I can see her, but she would just stare at the interaction between me and my student. I'm like, listen, I can't work in a workplace like that. What are you doing? You know, there have been other times that, you know, people would consistently ask for evaluations or this and that. And the last time it was a language center called Westminster. There's a university out there in England. When I first went in, if I go in, I say, hello, I'm here for an interview. I look over my right shoulder. There are five Thai workers standing, uh, sitting at the desk. None of them even say hello or smile at me and they give me dirty looks. That is the type of place you want to stay away from. When people look at you like you are just a parasite of society, walk back out. Believe me, because if you work there, you're going to be intentionally taking away your own well-being. And those types of people, they are, I hate to say this, but they are bottom of the barrel. They have limited beliefs and they have a very myopic point of view, meaning a very systematic point of view of life. Because again, if I were to walk in a completely different person with a completely different skin complexion, they would be open arms. But because I'm a little bit on the latte and cappuccino side, I look over my right and they're looking at me as if I killed their parents. So with that being said, a lot has been handled today. What you guys have learned today is the fact that, please, those four things that I mentioned to you at the very beginning, seeing the boss, the practical stuff, feedback, and a helping hand, making it as easy as a first day and as memorable as an impressionable first day as you can is how you will retain your employees for a very long time. If you don't, They're more often and prone to quit on you. So with that being said, thanks so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. And you know what? We're going to be getting into conferences and so many other things coming up very, very soon. So stay tuned, stay tuned, and stay tuned over and out.